Please join me in our responsive welcome. No matter who you are or where you are in life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. Stories of faith that connect us. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut or Colorado, the United States or Europe or anywhere in the world. This morning's re uh, reading is a teaser. The movie is still in production, but here's the preview. The scene opens with a bird's eye view of beautiful mountains and a prosperous land and gradually sounds are introduced. First the helicopter flying and then chainsaws fill our ears. As our eyes focus on trees being cut down, a deforestation of sorts, the lopping off of tops and the falling of precious trees. It's a little compelling and so you put down your popcorn and you keep watching because this beautiful and now puzzling panoramic view zooms in to a small clearing. A congregation of people are gathered in this clearing. There's a chill in the air. There's silence and emptiness in the air as well. The people share an obvious familiarity, a kinship. Some are looking up. Some are looking down. Some are looking at each other. And a few are leaning against one another, sort of the way you do when you're just standing in a big group and you know and care the people there. As the seasons pass before our eyes, from fall to winter, and then from winter to spring, attention is drawn to a change, to a surprise that is just beginning to be visible. And we return to that familiar place in the clearing, to this community tree believed to be dead, but it's alive. There's new life sprouting from this stump. And people are now making their way through the forest to the clearing. They'd heard the news of this new life. The now larger community is gathered round. They're still silent, but their eyes and smiles are filled with an assurance of hope. Coming soon to a theater near you. That's the IMAX version. Let's listen to the written version of this prophecy as it's recorded in the book of Isaiah. Is this on? Now it is. Okay. Then a shoot shall come from the stock of Jesse, and a branch shall spring from his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and power, a spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what he sees, nor decide by what he hears. He shall judge the poor with justice and defend the humble in the land with equity. The role of a prophet is to be a seer or a visionary, sort of like the role of a producer in the creation of a film. Prophets speak in the name of God. And there's no standard prerequisite for being a prophet. Not, not a course of study or a training program that you have to enter into. 
It includes shepherds and priests, agriculturalists and scribes from a scriptural perspective. From our current context perspective, it could be a landscape engineer, could be a receptionist, could be a teacher, could be a student. There's no age requirement. And prophets speak in places where folks gathered, the marketplace. I haven't seen any at King Supers, but I'll keep looking. The temple. City gates, which seems to be 6th and Main Street here in Guilford. And less formally in other places. Oh, where am I? Thank you for awakening me. All right, 6th and Main, Longmont. Wait, wait. What moved the prophet to speak was divine inspiration. And what led others to hear was similarly divine inspiration. The litmus test is one that is hard to point to and hard to identify. It's one of those, I just heard it kind of moments. It just switched a, flipped a switch for me completely opened me to thinking or seeing in a different way. It's like a musician where only after many tries can a musician bring to life something that had until then existed only in the mind of the composer. At some point, all musicians have to let go and let the music move them. It's not a striving to get it perfect. It's a letting go and an openness to let the music play through you, to let God's spirit speak through you. There's a point of connection between the creator of life and the composer, between the creator and the prophet, between the prophet and the people. And this morning's preview is a prophecy of hope, future tense of what is to come. The notes or words or vibrations that nourish and linger are shared. That's what a prophecy of hope is, or a song of hope. There's something in it that nourishes us and lingers in a positive way. Hope floats up to the surface. That's, in my mind, how I distinguish hope and longing. Hope is something that floats. Longing is something that leans. These notes or words or vibrations of hope create an internal opening and a freedom. A moment of release where hope floats from the depths of the surface. There's some level of knowing in us, some reservoir deep within us that knows this. The question is, how many layers have been stacked up in that reservoir?
There's some level of beyond our knowing as well. I don't know why I knew it. I just did. I don't know why I said it. I just did. I don't know where that song came from. It just played. This is the beneath the surface actions and presence of God's spirit. It's in our roots. Every stump in the forest has roots. Oftentimes, the roots can't be seen. There's something happening under there. It might eventually turn into a mushroom or just hummus for the earth. But this prophecy today tends to speak about something very much being alive and a new shoot springing forth. Have you ever seen that in your life? What does hope have to say today? Right here in this community, about this community and the greater Longmont community. Prophecies are very contextual. We're not going to have a prophecy here about Guilford, are we? (laughs) And I guarantee you they're not talking about Longmont. (laughs) What are the words that could be spoken that would nourish and linger? What are the words that could be spoken that will create an internal opening and freedom? What are the words that could be spoken that release hope to float to the surface? I think it really would be worth sharing them if there are some that have been placed within you today. So we're going to take a moment because there's no standard prerequisite for being a prophet. There's no age requirement, no course of study. But you showed up this morning and perhaps those words are alive within you. One of the ways I can always tell is that it won't stop looping in my mind. But these are prophecies of hope I'm talking about. Not the confusion of the chaos that might also be looping in your mind. For that loop, there are some words that might be spoken today to bring it to a halt and to open up something new, something hopeful. So let's take a moment to just breathe and to be present together. And if you have something that you are moved to say, we have a microphone for you. Just stand up and we'll bring it to you. For me, this plays over and over in my head. Um, No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And knowing that there's help People care is important to me. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you. In all the chaos that is around us, I have my church family, and I appreciate you so much. Mm. 
love and uh, having just shared a, a, an adventure with church friends, really bringing out the best in one another. When I hear the little children, whether crying or happy or running or whatever, within these walls, it gives me great hope for the Mm -hmm. future, not only of our church family, but for our nation and the world. Thank you. I just uh, wanted to say how much music just enters my soul and my heart and I enjoy having all my friends in the choir and the connection that we have there with not only each other but with Robert such a special man with special talents and Stephanie who directs us but most of all the music has something to say to us in the words and the melody that um, God gave to special people to create and we have the privilege of singing and expressing that and I just so appreciate that um, God gave me the gift of voice and that I can share that with you Um, and as a side note I'd really like to invite you all to come to our special special uh, choir and orchestra performance next um, Sunday afternoon (laughs) I'd like to say that um, I've been through a hell of a week, um, but it was once Rabbi Kushner said, um, it's, it's not God who's with you, but it's God who brings the people to you when you most need them. So this week has shown me that not only family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, but also strangers came to my aid when I needed it most. So thank you. Beautiful to help in the um, all the tasks to be done there um, I hope you know that you will be taking with you the energy from those of us who did this before in Katrina and all those who did this before in Longmont to help with recovery yeah uh, the <clears throat> the Chinese symbol for crisis is danger plus opportunity, and we have been experiencing and somewhat necessarily dwelling almost and reflecting on the danger we are facing right now, and it may be time that the opportunity side wells up and takes over. So let's build on that. Yeah, the the International Climate Conference, COP24, starts today. And um, we're going to have hope that they'll get something together and uh, do something.
I'm given hope by the fledgling relationships. I'm new here. And the wonderful sharing that I see in this community. And every time I visit with people here and others outside too, it's just a real treat to see how things grow and mm. sprout um, in the development of those relationships and love. Thank you. So just this last week, I got a series of texts from Jed, my teenage son, and he said he misses his community and being a part of it. And most of all, he misses being for something, mm. and being a part of a group mm. that is mm. for something. Mm. Prophecy from afar. This has been an incredibly difficult year for me, um, and I don't think I would have made it without this community, without my church friends and family, and I just wanted to say thank you. And um, I find myself praying for the nation that each person will find a community as filled with grace and love and generosity and kindness as this one, because I think that would solve all the world's problems. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you for all that's been shared. And I think it's worth noting that the new life, again, came from a stump. There's not a lot of new that needs to be invented. As was shared, you know, this service project is building upon a history of responding to natural disaster and to need. All the grocery bags reflect the history of this congregation's giving from even the the creation of the Hour Center, the creation of soft voices. If we were to look at every agency that cares about equity and that cares about people who are experiencing challenges in life in this city, there's a connection to this church. It doesn't have to be in the founding of it but it's in the carrying out of that mission. And so when Marilyn Decker unearthed these t-shirts from a project that you might have thought was over, a project is never really over, it just takes on new life. So these shirts that say, Dream Builder Builders Working to End Homelessness, First Congregational UCC Longmont, this was from an in-between project where, an apart- where apartments were renovated so that people could have occupancy and have this in-between place, in-between experiences of homelessness and then having a more permanent residence. When these showed up in the office and I opened the box, what it spoke to me about is something you haven't heard yet, and that is that 
the neighborhood leaders in Lou Miller and I are getting together on December 10th to plan a meeting for all neighborhood leaders and all clergy who are willing to help to end homelessness. Gary Kinsey's with us today. Of course, you know about his small home project. And you know about perhaps the zoning flexibility options that are coming to Longmont. All of this will be built upon that stump that you thought might have been over. Always we return to our ancestors in this time of Advent, don't we? To thank them for what they taught us. For what they taught us about the one who is to come. And in their teaching is the really important reminder that the one that we await is also here. Perhaps you heard his voice this morning. Perhaps you saw her in the choir. Perhaps you heard his essence in the music. Perhaps she's speaking to you now. And I don't mean me. It was just time to use a she. (laughs) I'm looking forward to the day that Dawson will speak. I wonder what his first word will be. Mama. (laughs) But he's already heard words of love. He's already being taught to hear the voice of the one who created us all. He's already being taught to attune his ears and his eyes and his heart to words of hope. Let's take a moment to just sit with the words of hope that were shared and the ones that are yet to be shared that the one who is in our midst and the one whom we await will be revealed.